Hello, everyone. Hello. My name is Matt Armando. And I'm Emily Riggins. And you're listening to TBD with Matt and Emily. Hi, Emily. I went through a different cadence than I normally do. It you, felt right. You did, and I appreciate you switching it up. Happy New Year. Oh, well, double Happy New Year. Happy New Year last episode. Um, <laughs> happy <there's>, birthday. <laughs> thank you. It's thank been you. your birthday since that episode. Yeah. Um, Guys, just so you know, this is my birthday episode. It's also my birthday month, so I do expect me to bring it up every single is year. Every episode is your birthday episode? Yeah. Honestly, it's my birthday year, so I'm going to be bringing it up all year. Um, Emily I, is at a milestone year. Uh, yeah, guys, you're talking, you're listening right now to an old person. Yeah. And it's not Matt this time. <laughs> For once, I'm not the only old person. I turned 30. Mm. I turned 30. I'm old now. Boo. <laughs> I don't know what response you want me to have. I just I just like to joke about being old and 30. You're old and you're 30. Um, I'm getting younger, so I'll, I'll be... Are you Benjamin Button? I'll be younger than you this year. <laughs> uh, well, if you were getting younger... Yes. I think we became friends when you were like 32. So we would have become friends when I was like 28. Mm-hmm. This is where we'd meet in the This middle. is the meeting year. <laughs> this is the year we would meet. Um... You're listening to TBD. <laughs> this is the podcast about tea and friendship. That's right. Got a, I got a friend in Emily and I got a friend in a guest whose name I'm not going to mention yet. Nope. Don't, don't you dare say a word. <laughs> um, that guest is going to bring a, a topic that we, Emily and I, don't know yet. That's the TBD aspect of this podcast. We don't know it. It's to be determined. Uh, the other part of that, that TBD is that we're drinking tea. We've got tea to drink. I just took a sip. Emily's fighting off a cold, so she's going to be sipping constantly, I think. Sip, 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 sip. She's got a box of tissues. I got a tissue in my pocket. I got a box of tissues and I got tea. And you've got a sweater on. The world's biggest sweater. Yeah, it's a huge sweater. It gets bigger how sick you are. Uh, Is that a good intro for the episode? Uh, That was good. Great. Uh, Please welcome to the podcast stage, (laughs) our guest. He's a comedian. Um... We took a couple writing classes together, him and I. Yeah. Uh, he's muttering, yes. <laughs> uh, please welcome uh, Rich Inman. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello. This is, uh, I realized when I definitely made you sound like a total jerk <laughs> by not laughing into the microphone when he scolded me oh. for to not talk. I like looking like a jerk, though. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you're the jerk and you're the needy one. That's, that's I'm needy. Okay. Matt's the jerk. All right. All right. Yes. Um, the I, classic dichotomy. I want to go back to me being 30 for a second. Needy, needy and yeah, the jerk. Happy birthday, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. You guys just softballed that in there like while we've been sitting here for a half hour. Um, Listen, you know, you got to save some stuff for the pod, you know? Yeah. But I did want to bring up something that we talked about pre-pod. Listeners, we were talking about friends pre-pod. And one of my most... Uh, the TV show Friends. The TV show. Not just Friends in general. And the concept. The, this episode, the, the TBD is not about Friends, uh, tea and Friends. It's yeah. about tea and friendship. Yeah. So I just wanted to... <laughs> We're talking about the television show Friends. And one of my first uh, cultural experiences of being 30, not like present day, but like understanding that 30 was like an important number, was when Rachel Green on Friends turns 30 and she cries. Guys, I gotta tell you... I didn't cry on my birthday. I feel fine about turning 30. Besides the fact that I want to keep making jokes about how old I am. It's your birthday. You can cry if you want to. It's my birthday <laughs> and I'll cry if I want to. It fits. It fits. Cry if I want 
to you? I'm not going to cry. Your birthday also was a few days ago now. <laughs> so I can't cry. You can't. Well, how it's did that not... episode end? Was it, it was it, a, did Rachel discover that it's a good thing to be 30? And then... I honestly don't remember. I think at the time she was dating Tag. I think that was his name. And he was much younger than her. Scandal. There's a guy named Tag? I think so. Who was oh, Tag? Which, what actor was Tag? <sighs> I don't know the guy who played Tag. <laughs> if he... I saw him in a movie, I'd be like, oh, that's that guy who played Tag. Is he a famous person? I don't think so. Is because he... Phoebe was married to Paul Rudd pre- Paul Rudd. Yeah. Yeah. It's always jarring when I see him on old episodes of Friends. Yeah. I'm like, no, you're you're Paul Rudd. Yeah, you're Marvel famous now. Yeah. Uh I saw him or no, I saw I saw Friends and Alec Baldwin was dating uh Phoebe. <laughs> Did everyone just cycle yeah. through Friends? And like was known for his guest stars. Oh. Yeah. Um well, he, I think people know him cuz he's like he's the po- super positive guy that Phoebe hates cuz he's too positive or whatever. <laughs> Alec Baldwin? Yeah. He plays like this super this. positive guy. Okay. I don't know. I may have watched this today at the gym. <laughs> do you wanna do you wanna play a board game? That's that's Phoebe's line there that I think everyone quotes. <laughs> I don't know. Uh Eddie Cahill plays Tag Jones in Friends. Does he look familiar he, to you? He plays Detective Don Flack in CSI New York. His most recent main role was as district attorney Connor Wallace in Conviction. You know, I'm glad he's a working actor. You know, I'm glad he's out there. Yeah. I'm glad he's, he's making money. He's known for... Well, now he's an attorney, but... Yeah. He's known for playing the goalie, Jim Craig, in the movie Miracle. Shut up. Oh, yeah, he was. <laughs> One of my favorite movies. Well, that's who That's who it is. Oh, my God. And he can't be that much younger than... Um, it was like... Face? It was a plot line that he was younger than her. Um, I would say he was like 24. Okay. Ooh. Or 25, which she was and she's 30. she's turning 30. Gotcha. Okay. He is, he is in fact, nine years younger than Jennifer Aniston. So. I mean, I Jennifer know. Aniston is a, a gem of a person, right? Um, sure. So, I don't if know you get a chance to date her, yes. you go. You do it, right? No well, matter what the age difference is? <laughs> Jennifer, if you're listening. Some people did give it a try and decided to quit. <laughs> hey, leave Jennifer alone. I'm sorry, but... Uh, people quit comedy, she's, too. She's, uh, oh, boy. She's twice... Uh, separated divorced something she remember she was, Plus she married, did to, Vince Vaughn. She was married she was married to engaged to him brad pitt and justin thoreau mm-hmm. right and none of them are together anymore that's true brad this pitt is, is actually is, now with justin thoreau whoa whoa yeah. big news that is a hot couple i'll I tell thought, you right now <laughs> i thought he was with with uh, leonardo dicaprio eh, less hot couple <laughs> different podcast this is this is the spilling the tea part of this podcast <laughs> that's a great segment title yeah Here's the part where we just spill the tea. Well, somebody suggested we call ourselves spill the tea or something. And I, I figured out that that was, well, first of all, not what we were going to be about. <laughs> and also slightly culturally appropriative. appropriative. Yeah. Some, some, something like that. And also already a podcast. <laughs> also makes sense. Um, I think our name, while difficult and hard to explain, uh, is good once people understand it <laughs> and is unique in a way that um, spill the tea would not have been unique because uh, it's like a, it's a phrase people use. It's true. Oh, and I use it a lot. Give me that goss. Listeners, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. Send me that goss, please. The lines are open. The lines are open. Yeah. I'll send you my text message if you send an email that says I have goss. (laughs) Emily does not open any emails for me, but if you write, (laughs) there's goss in this email, she'll open it. Oh, I will open it. (laughs) Um, All right. Should we talk about the tea? Yep. Let's do it. Emily, sing us in. Tea-talk, 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 tea-talk. 
I feel like my voice is different than normal. And so I hope that came across in the song as like a, like Phoebe when she's sick <laughs> and everyone says she has a sexy voice. Um, I'm making so many Friends references. <laughs> now, here's the thing about me watching Friends um, is I'm always watching it at the gym. It's always on silent. So if Phoebe has a weird voice, I can't hear that. that one of my most memorable episodes is the episode where she gets a cold and her singing voice becomes like really good and like, like sultry. And she gets upset when she gets not sick anymore. Mm, that sounds like, that's like the kind of thing I would think a, a plot of friends would be. <laughs> yeah. Like that's just how they feel. <laughs> uh, I've never really, I I don't think I've ever truly watched a full episode, not either at the gym or just like flipping through the channels or something. I used to watch it weekly with my mom. I watched it weekly. And she loved it. And I think I was just there for the ride. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure I understood a couple concepts, but everything was about like sex and dating and oh. New York and like it's you know I I like Chandler because he was the funny one. Yeah. I <laughs> so I did watch Friends and I do like Friends. I know a lot of people are like oh whatever. I think I enjoy it. I don't watch it much anymore, but I do enjoy it. However, when they did first put it on Netflix, I was like oh I'll watch like I'll just like watch it, and I didn't get very far because there's a lot of episodes. But there were so many jokes to like, like references to like sex and like things I would not have gotten when I was oh, yeah. watching it. I'm like, oh my God. Wow. I was nine yeah. in watching this. I was definitely nine watching that show. Yeah. <sighs> Did it make you want to move to New York, both of you? I don't yeah, think the apartments so. were so big. I mean, the apartments were so nice. <laughs> Once you find that out. I have, this, I, I need to stop talking about friends, but it does bother me when people are like, um, how can they afford that apartment? When they explain in the show multiple times how they can afford the apartment, that they're living there illegally and it's her grandma's apartment. But it's rent controlled. Anyways. But how do they afford all the stuff to fill the apartment? It's been there. Oh, God. How do you afford the stuff in your apartment? It comes over time. I stole it all. I think <laughs> but at least I explained thing, it. My biggest qualm with it is not that they you know, couldn't afford it or anything like that, but who was the chef? There was one that was the chef. Is that Monica? Monica. Monica was a chef. Mm-hmm. Every chef I know works 16 hours a day. You would have never seen that character ever <laughs> once in the entire show. That would have been fun. It's <laughs> <laughs> mm. a mystery character. Yeah. She did get fired from her job for stealing steaks. <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's move on. There's no time for this. This isn't a Friends recap. <laughs> a, a 15 years removed Friends recap show. <laughs> T2 Ginger Nut Chai. T2. That's the brand, baby. We're drinking T2. Ginger nut chai. You guys ready for the copy? Because I'm ready for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. A homage to humble ginger nut Bicky. What? I don't, I don't know. I should have read this beforehand. I think Bicky uh, might be a, 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 a Mel- Melbourne thing. Mm. The tea's from oh. Australia. This ginger nut chai has all the warming ginger and sweet maple you can handle. Paired with lingering notes of spice and zesty orange zing. I got a couple questions. One, can you guys handle the sweet maple? Can I handle it? Can I taste it? I got the zing. It's got plenty of zing. Um, what was the question? Can you handle this sweet maple? I don't. Really, yeah, I don't get all the maple. I don't. I don't get maple necessarily. Well, that makes sense because here are the ingredients. Wow. Black tea, ginger, cinnamon. Orange peel. I don't know why I'm saying this in such an angry tone. <laughs> Cardamom seed. Natural and artificial flavor. Vanilla. You're just so upset about the maple part. I love maple, but it's okay that it's not in here. A Bicky 
A bicky is, is a large like sum a, of money. Is it just like a what? Bicky? It says here a large sum of money. That's Did all I'm looking s- at. B i k k. B i k k. I e. Also, oh. what are you on? Like the Australian version of Urban Dictionary. I right typed now? in Australian bicky. Wow. <laughs> well, I spelled it differently. Although I will say Urban Dictionary has this here. Yes. Uh, what Australians call a biscuit, the Australian so version of the snack cookie, uh, right That's on urban, cute. the urban dictionary, not even the Australian one, not urban dictionary.au. No. Um, I don't know if that's Australians. Urban dictionary dot blimey. Blimey. Uh, <laughs> the second, uh, the second one, um, says, uh, calls it ecstasy slang for a disco biscuit. <laughs> I love eating bicky. I love the sample sentence. I love eating bickies and getting messy. <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah, it sounds like there's a bunch of ecstasy references here. <laughs> I think I'll get one of these on a printed on a mug, which is the thing you can do to any word on um, Urban Dictionary is to get it printed on a mug. It has it underneath every definition is like how to buy this on a mug. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many people actually do that. That's what I was wondering. Too many, I bet. Let's discuss this tea. Mm-hmm. Do we taste? The ginger. Oh yeah, definitely. It's got it's got that ginger bite. I'm gonna say I put too much milk in my tea, <laughs> and I'm not getting a lot of flavors besides milk. But I'm gonna rectify that situation soon. <laughs> we tasting that cinnamon. Yeah. Oh, definitely. What oh, yeah. about that orange peel? I got a little mm. orange. Yeah, maybe maybe a little bit. I mean, it's definitely. This supposed to, this supposed to taste like a gingerbread cookie. Can we all? <laughs> That's what this is supposed to taste like. Yeah. Oh really? I think there were pieces yeah. of gingerbread cookie brekkies brekkies okay brekkies brekkies bickies 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 bicky sounds right b-i-k-k-i-e-s bickies <laughs> um yeah i so i've had this tea before this is my tea i got this tea for christmas this year uh i have had it already this is not my not my personal debut of this um i gotta say the last time i made it i think i made the tea stronger and i think it tasted a little more like uh um like ginger snaps or ginger gingerbread kind of thing and this one it's it's still very gingery but um i don't know what i don't know precisely the difference maybe i should have put more honey in oh i should say we're drinking this with milk and honey which is um not uh typical requirement of us although um we do often make people or we do we offer people things and they will choose them this time i explicitly told rich and emily that they have to put milk and honey in their teas um you can maybe try it. you can maybe try it this uh, round you don't have to put milk in if you don't want to <laughs> although there's milk right here if you do um i did put honey right in the pot though so you are stuck with the honey whether you hated that part or not <laughs> um yeah it's supposed to be like like gingerbread cookies or ginger snaps or something like that and i definitely get that gingery bite um i don't know how else to describe that the ginger bite does anyone yeah. have another word for that there's like a, a back ginger of your tongue kick? yeah kick yeah yeah it's like a back of your tongue feeling from like the orange peel and the cinnamon too yeah the acidity so i think this tastes sort of dessert like um and i think if you if there were more honey in it, it would be it would be sweeter in that in that regard i'm not complaining i'm just saying <laughs> i so fun fact about this podcast um we have a new tea Constrainer, infuser, infuser. Matt got a new one for Christmas, and I was worried about putting too much tea, and so I guess I didn't put enough. Um, I panicked. It's my fault. I don't think it's your fault. Thank um, you. 
I'm not, I'm not here to blame you. Please don't. Um, I think, I think I needed, I think, I think I needed more honey, which we ran out of all the honey and we'd finished off that honey. <laughs> uh, to maybe give it a little more of a, a sweeter flavor. And then I maybe, maybe would have, could have suggested personally that we could have steeped it maybe longer than it asked us to. It, I was surprised because it said to do two to four minutes. So I was like, okay, I'll do four. And I was like, that's normally I would do more for a black tea. I think if I was to recommend an adjustment, I would say this should go for five minutes. Um, Two minutes? That's not even... I Listen, that's why I went with four. I'm mad. <laughs> I, and I like to follow rules. I'm a rule follower. Um, I, I would like to report back my findings from drinking this tea with not as much milk. I can taste more of the flavors. <laughs> yes. Please, um, please, have a, please have another sip. Um, I do get the ginger. Mm-hmm. I get that cinnamon. There's a little zest, little little zesty zest in there. And, you know, for it not being maybe strong enough, I am enjoying it. You're making face. You're making so many faces at this description. <laughs> I've never seen your face, like, dart around so much. Not your eyes, just, like, twitches of your mouth. Yeah, you know, just pretty good. <laughs> I completely forgot that we were going to go over the flavor profile of the tea. And I feel like my, my very first job when I was 16, I worked at Starbucks. I was a barista. Oh and... It just reminds me, it's, I don't know if they still do this, but at Starbucks, before before your first day, you go to like a headquarter location in whatever city you're in, um, and they give you like basically a test on if you can tell the flavor profiles of each coffee, and it feels like I'm 16 again <laughs> being tested by a regional manager of Starbucks in Chicago. It is, I don't, I, I not picking up on any of these flavors and now i'm panicking about it i'll tell you what we drink a lot of tea on this podcast so we have a lot of uh we have quite the palette of what the flavors taste like and emily here also used to work at a starbucks just gonna really? say that so i'm gonna tell you they don't do that anymore or at least they didn't when i worked there mm-hmm. roughly five to six years ago okay maybe a little longer than that I, th- I think i worked there oh my god 13 years ago now 13 years ago. um when i was being trained there they did they were the manager guy was like, you know, we used to do this thing where like we would make one bad espresso, like one that wasn't brewed long enough, one that was brewed too long and one that's just right. So you can understand the flavor difference. Oh my God. And so we did this. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you right now, they all tasted the exact same and I hated them all. <laughs> yeah. That first day when you're when they have you taste the espresso, you have four shots of espresso in a row. And I didn't know, I wasn't a coffee drinker back then, that you're not supposed to drink all of it when you take it. <laughs> so I had four shots of espresso in a matter of five minutes, and I thought I was going to die my first day at Starbucks. <laughs> I, yeah. It was like taking brekkie, and I mean the, <laughs> the ecstasy kind. <laughs> Bricky? Bicky? I don't know. Bicky. 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 I keep wanting to say brekkie. Um, like Brexit or something. <laughs> like a cute, fun name for Brexit. <laughs> um, so yes, I also worked at Starbucks. <laughs> How long were you there? Uh, four months. Okay. I worked there for four years. Wow. It's well, a very long time. It was not my first job. It was my... This is a real Rachel tag situation. Uh, <laughs> I'd say experience, it was my... life experience. One, two... What are you counting, months? I'm going to say fifth job, maybe six. Oh, wow. You've had five jobs in your life? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Shout out to Starbucks. Pretty solid job for people who want to work in food service or, or like in that food service retail, like space. Yeah. They treat me really well. I'm the only one of my friends making $10 an hour that 
well, in high school. We were spilling the tea on Starbucks, and now we're complimenting them. That's right. <laughs> Become a sponsor, please. Uh- <laughs> oh, my God. If, I, if my life could be sponsored by Starbucks. You know what's weird is I've never heard a Starbucks commercial on, like, a podcast. I've probably never heard a Starbucks commercial in my life now that I think about it. I they, feel like they don't need to. They famously didn't advertise for decades. Seems like, seems like something, seems like a good podcast ad, though. Like, people, I don't know. Like, po- people drink tea, uh, people drink coffee as a leisurely thing, people, uh, and a commuting thing. Uh, people listen to podcasts as a leisure thing and a commuting thing. It's true. I think they're both, there's a lot of overlap between people ordering Starbucks and people listening to podcasts. That's all I'm saying. Be our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to everyone riding in the Q train while you listen to this tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and visit a Starbucks once you get to Manhattan because yeah. there's very few, if any. Are there Starbucks in Brooklyn? No. What? Uh, outlawed. What? What do you we mean, been, what? We've been to a Starbucks in Brooklyn. Which one? <laughs> the one. It was after we recorded the Thanksgiving episode with Alex. Oh, yeah, we yeah. We got it's dinner. Like up the street from my apartment. You know, there's there's also one in the Barclays Center. Uh, oh, yeah. I've, I've been to that one, too. There's okay, one okay. Two blocks from my apartment. <laughs> okay, great. There's at there's least three. There's one in Williamsburg. There's at least four in Brooklyn. This Listen, is now a Starbucks Truther podcast. question. <laughs> okay, okay. There's t- at least two Dunkin' Donuts between me and the next closest uh, um, Starbucks. That's all I'm saying. Duncan's fine. Duncan's um, great. Rich, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. So we know your relationship to Starbucks. Yes. But I would love to know your relationship to tea. Uh, almost none whatsoever. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Uh, I am a strict coffee addict. I didn't start drinking until after I quit my job at Starbucks, which is probably better for my health. Um, <laughs> but I always thought of tea as something that was like functional. Like you drink it to calm down or anything like that. And uh and that people would always you know if it was any other country they would just be they would be drinking tea instead of coffee Mm -hmm. and uh it just never it just never translated with me i think i have maybe my taste buds are broken maybe i need something stronger (laughs) um but i'll go i'll make like i'll make my own like cold brew concentrate like heavy duty stuff for myself now yeah uh and and so tea just kind of doesn't cut it for me anymore no. People will do a very steeped black tea. Maybe you'd be interested in something like that, like a over steeped black tea. That sounds very nice. It's definitely, uh, no pun intended, more rich and uh, <laughs> a little more bitter in the um, way coffee can be. Um, I don't drink any coffee, so we're the opposite oh. in that way. Oh. I'll drink both, you know? Together, mixed. I actually have yes. had <laughs> a tea from David's Tea that is like tea but then it's like flavored with like uh, coffee beans. Oh, it's interesting. Like coffee tea. Uh, there's also a dirty chai. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And I also often do a dirty chai. Okay. That's my most common morning drink. Okay. I, uh, when I was leaving Starbucks, they just started doing those tea lattes, like London fog mm-hmm. and other ones that sound exactly like London fog. <laughs> uh, those are amazing. I could have gotten thoroughly addicted to those. Those are terrific. Tea lattes are great. Yeah. These are all teas. You couldn't get into them. I couldn't get into them. <laughs> They're all, it's, it's as, it's as, uh, the, the tea world is, I'd say, as, uh, as complex as the coffee world. It's just, there's so few places that get into, that dive into it in, in like New York or that America. It's far more complex. Uh, you can get, yeah, you can I mean, I guess, with some teas. You, there's a lot of flavors. I think, I think, uh, as far as like 
types of things there are, like how coffee you can get, or I don't know if you call these all coffee necessarily, but you know, macchiato and latte and cappuccino and stuff where like you hear very many fewer of those with with tea um although there are a few of them (laughs) uh i consider this tea to be what we're drinking this to be an americano right (laughs) some tea and a bunch of water sure (laughs) isn't that how that works isn't that what americano is like a small amount of espresso i don't know we're really testing my knowledge (laughs) right now it's espresso and water Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, it was just like, I, I think they called it an Americano because a bunch of Americans went over to Italy and it's like, why are the was, coffee so small? So they just like added a bunch of water to it. My understanding yes. is similar to that. It was like during World War II and they were in Italy and they oh. would be like, it's too, it's too strong. Let's water this down. So they'd water it down. I think it's people were trying to drink cups of espresso. <laughs> like that's like, they were like, oh yeah, in pour there. me a pot. And then just like <laughs> pour a whole thing. Yeah. It's like your four shots of training. Um. <laughs> That does not happen with tea. <laughs> Although there are some tea places that like they overbrew their tea and then they water it down later. I've mm. seen that happen. Not super. I'm not super into that strategy, but it seems to work okay. I don't like an overbrewed tea. That sounds no. bad on both sides, like watering it down and yeah. overbrewing. Well, it's it. sort of like making a concentrate is the idea. Yeah. But um, even then, you just do it with more like less water. You want to overbrew it. Well, then you overbrew it and then you add water. So then it's not uh, supposed to dilute the bitterness of it or whatever. Listen, I'm not saying this is a good idea. (laughs) It's just the one that I've seen. I'm going to say that's not my cup of tea. Wow. Wow. But I have a question for you, Rich. Mm -hmm. Would you say that this tea too, ginger nut chai, is your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? I think it is. I really enjoy it. As as weird as that, like as as you guys find the flavors or descriptors <laughs> compared to the actual experience of it, it tastes really good. And yeah, I could I could get down with this. We don't mean to blur. You know, we're fancy pants tea drinkers over here. We don't mean to blur that the fact that you don't need to you don't need to know everything to enjoy a tea. In fact, I spent most of my life enjoying tea and not knowing anything. And this podcast came along, and all of a sudden, I had to learn how to be an expert in flavors. <laughs> I honestly, I feel like it took till, uh, it took a lot of episodes, and then I finally was like, oh, now I know what whatever like, hibiscus tastes like. A or rose I, hip. A rose hip. Hmm. It took a while, but, uh, and, I, and that had been after years of drinking tea anyways. So it, re- it really took, because uh, we drink a different tea on every episode. Yeah. So it really, this is our 96th uh, different tea. <laughs> Um, There's a lot of varieties. Or something. Or maybe it's actually technically like 95, just how the episode count versus uh, some episodes we repeated teas. Um, Are you worried about running out of varieties so you can find it? uh, Wherever. Like, yeah. Brooklyn (laughs) markets. No, we will never run out of tea. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You'd be surprised by how many, one, tea companies are out there Mm. and how many different types of tea there are. Yeah. I mean, David's tea alone probably has like, a couple hundred yeah. <laughs> flavors oh of God. tea. T2 probably has like at any given time, they're probably selling like 40 different teas or something yeah. like that. And then they rotate a lot. Um, yeah. There's a lot of teas, tea companies. I mean, cause we've had the same like tea, like we'll have like a plain, like green tea or something, but we'll have them from different companies. manufacturers. Yeah. What's the most expensive tea that you've had on the show? Oh, uh, we have a very Ooh. direct answer for this. Oh, okay. <laughs> so my roommate, went to the tiffany showroom as in uh, the jewelry like the jewelry yeah, <laughs> and he they were having tea and he's like this tea is really good and so he 
he was like, I would like this tea. And he, he said he did not spend this amount of money. He claimed he spent $40. But if you were to go buy it online or just individually, not having gone to the showroom, it's $100. Oh my God. Wasn't it over $100? It was, it was, like, it was over $100. That was like $140, $150. Um, is it just because it's Tiffany's tea? Or oh, I'm just certain. Like, yeah. It's just branding. It's just marketing. Yeah, it yeah. tasted fine. Wow. Yeah, it was good. It was. There is this place I used to work in Santa Monica. And I, I just like, as I got a little bit like more tenure with the job, I would take longer and longer lunch break walks. <laughs> and I eventually ended up at this one place that did um, like siphon coffee and tea. And I, I just decided to look at their menu. They would have like a bunch of like Bunsen burner, Bunsen burner yeah. type <laughs> things. Yeah, Bunt, the word Bunsen made your voice cry I both did. times you said it. Did I? <laughs> It made me so nervous because they're definitely listening to this. Um, but a cup of tea would cost like twenty five dollars. Oh my god! If you go there, yeah. No. I mean, they make the hell out of that tea. No, uh, no way. Not worth it. <laughs> no. Way. I was um, I went to D.C. in September, and my mom and I went to this tea store, and there was like, they refer to it as the world's rarest tea, <laughs> and it was like for an ounce, it was like a hundred and fifty dollars. I was oh like, my god, no, thank no, you. no, thank you. Also, what aspect of it it's, being rare makes it taste good? It's leaf water. And I love tea. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's too bad. Should have bought it. <laughs> I would have if it wasn't so expensive. Um, I wonder what it costs to go to the Tiffany store and order um, the tea. Like Just, not, yeah. like order it, because, you know, get breakfast at Tiffany's. Um, that's something you can actually do, yeah, right? Yeah, that's a real thing. That's oh, why they okay. have the tea. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Um, I wonder how much that costs. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Or if there's like a minimum too, like if you have to spend at least I think that like. something. <laughs> Singing voice is on point. Or As can I you recall, like... <laughs> set. both kind of liked. Who does that song? Um, hmm. good question. Bowling for soup? No, no, no. <laughs> Emily, I, don't know. <laughs> I, I got I got a, a sincere look of judgment from Matt when I saw bowling, bowling for soup. soup. <laughs> they might have they might have covered it. But look, I'm a big song. soup head over here, and I know for a fact not a bowling for soup song. Breakfast, uh, what's the song? Breakfast at t- breakfast so. at breakfast Tiffany's. Said I'd think that. It's a bare naked ladies. No, no, it's not bare naked ladies. Yeah. Two pence, none the richer. That's I don't think that's who it is. Uh, it's deep blue something. Deep blue something. Glad we get to the bottom of this. Wow. Released in 1993. Deep blue what though? Something. I'm glad you guys fact check live here. We oh. don't usually. It came out on the fourth of July, <laughs> 1995. <laughs> All American song. I yeah. was five, guys. I was five. So patriotic. Well, Emily, do you find T2s? ginger nut chai to be your cup of tea or not your cup of tea thank you so much for asking it's my cup of tea i'm enjoying it i like it good <laughs> that's all i gotta say this tea is actually made in germany as i'm reading on the on the piece of paper that i have in front of me but they use australian slang well t2 t2 is australian the the company t2 is australian oh gotcha um which actually does I am surprised that this tea is not made there, but maybe they make their teas all over the world. Who, who knows? Uh, but T2 is definitely a uh, Australian company. And I have a, I have a second tea I got from for Christmas. We'll have a later episode. Mm. Uh, it's their Melbourne, uh, Melbourne breakfast 
T. And so they made they made all the big cities in the world. They made London. They made New York. They made uh, Paris. And then they just went and made Melbourne, the other biggest city. Whenever people name the biggest cities in the world, the sure. f- fourth one they say is Melbourne. Yeah, the, I would yeah. name Sydney before I named Melbourne. Well, you should go work at T2 and and then I bet they're yell at their boss. Mel- Mel- Melbourne. Melbourne. I keep saying Melbourne. And when I wanted to say Melbourne a second ago, I was like, <laughs> I hope I don't just say Melbourne again. <laughs> Melbourne. Since we are on the topic of Australia, should we tell people to go donate to the the New South Wales like firefighters and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah, you think you just did. Right. There you go. <laughs> there it is. Go do it. I, I have a friend on my, um, on my sketch team, which I'll get to a plug about that in a little bit. Uh, but he's from Australia and he had, he went back for like Christmas and stuff. And they were, he was saying that, uh, it was something like smoke, like at one, one day it was like smoking a pack of cigarettes to be outside. Like it was wow. like being outside that day was as if you had smoked a pack of cigarettes. Oh my God. That's terrible. <laughs> or yeah, it's, uh, Sounds really bad. And aren't they saying something about a bunch of them have turned out to be man, man-made, man-started? Yeah, that's kind of how it happens yeah. in California, too. Yeah. Well, I think that are intentionally started. A lot of the California ones are like people are idiots and they don't put their campfires out. But yeah. I heard something about potentially oh purposeful fires. Over a billion animals have been killed. Oh. One billion animals. Oh I've watched a lot of videos of people saving koalas. Hmm. Anyways, sorry for making fun of how to pronounce Melbourne, but <laughs> why, do, why am I saying it that way? Is that, is that I just think you're saying it like Australian? Is that right how they saying. say it there? Okay. That's correct, that's um, correct pronunciation. Anyways, Melbourne. go save the koalas. There's a really sad video of people taking off their shirts to save them, and then they were chugging water. Guys, Aww. koalas just want to sleep. It's mm. all they want to do. They sleep like 22 hours a day. And don't we all? I wish I was a koala. Matt, I have a question for you. Yes. Matt, would you say that this T2 ginger nut chai that includes black tea, ginger, cinnamon, orange peel, cardamom seed, natural and artificial flavors, and vanilla is your <laughs> cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Um, as I sat back sipping my tea like baby Yoda might sip his soup. Oh, uh, my sweet baby. <laughs> Uh, making, hearing you with that whole description, <laughs> all I could think about was, yeah, this is my cup of tea. I wanted to interrupt you, but I would never do that. You have? Would not and have it. not ever <laughs> interrupted you asking me that question. I was on the, I, I do want to quickly move off from this because that was an extended tea talk, but, <laughs> uh, I was sitting across from somebody on the train the other day for, you know, like the, the commute, like 30 minutes or something like that. And it took me about, till about and I, she was just like uh, cross stitching, and I was listening to music. I was oh, I was probably doing Sudoku on my phone, as I tend to do, um, and listening to a, a podcast, probably Comedy Bang Bang, as I also tend to do <laughs> on the subway. <laughs> Two things I do, and then sometimes I go to Starbucks. Uh, please sponsor us. Three shameless plugs, but uh, <laughs> none of them paying me, um, <laughs> or ever will <laughs> get that money from Big Sudoku. Yeah. Yeah, Sudoku is run by one giant company, right? <laughs> um, so I'm sitting there. I, I see this person cross-stitching. You know, you just look around. You see what people are doing. And um, she, I, like, looked up again, and I, like, didn't realize what she was cross-stitching until a good 25 minutes into this 30-minute train ride. But I realized she was cross-stitching Baby Yoda, oh, like, Yoda. drinking his soup. <laughs> that is so cute. And I was the like... L-B-Y. She had only really done his... He hadn't, she hadn't, I think she started with the outfit. 
Um, you gotta start with the head. It's well, so cute. I mean, I think I'm gonna. I'm just. She probably knew what she was doing. <laughs> but I even recognized. I was like, oh, that's Baby Yoda's outfit. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> that's how well I know him. <laughs> um. So sorry, sorry, Rich. If your topic is Baby Yoda, and I just uh, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I'm gonna have to open my notes real quick. Oh, I could talk about Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah, we could talk we, about Baby. Yoda. We could run about Baby Yoda for. I haven't watched any of the Mandalorian. Oh, oh, it's... One, it's a good show. Okay. Two. It has the cutest thing to ever be created by a man, by men, by people, by people, by the world. Honestly, in nature. Yeah. The LBY. We will. We'll. I think there'll probably be an episode about the Mandalorian eventually, so I won't talk about it too much. But <laughs> I, I, I watched it as soon as it came out, and I loved it. And my wife loved it too, which also shows because she does not even she finds Star Wars fine, but isn't like a fanatic about Star Wars. Um, but she thought it was cool too, and take like episode two or three is like about when you is about when like the world got really into baby yoda but i was already like crazy about him like ep- so from episode one or two uh he starts he comes in episode one but he's also in episode two oh, and i was like already like man baby yoda's cool the show's cool and then all of a sudden it blew up on the internet like then all the memes came out and i was like oh wow so i do think just it is not popular just because of the memes uh, I think the the memes came like a couple weeks later, and it took people time to catch up. <laughs> I also don't understand the memes. Oh, he's most cute. of them are just like, all right, he's this, just cute. This thing we once knew is super old. Oh, is no. now a baby, but the baby's still like what sixty years old. He's fifteen. He's a baby. And Emily's really perked up when we started talking about baby. <laughs> um, well, it takes place. I mean, it's uh, it takes place. After the old Yoda would be dead. Yeah. Um, oh wow! So he's, he's not he's really not, Baby Yoda. Yeah, but is he pe- pe- people a just, spawn of Yoda? We don't know. We don't know. People just call people call him Baby Yoda. That's not his real name. His name in the show is the Child. Uh, oh. He's an unknown thing, but he just looks like Baby Yoda, so people call him Baby Yoda. Oh, because he's so cute. His species, okay. his spe- the, the species that both Yoda and Baby Yoda are a part of, has no name, so people can't call it anything else. Oh wow. Okay, that makes a lot more sense because I keep seeing articles. I never, I haven't clicked on any of these at all. But like, it was like John Favreau knows what the name of oh, that yeah. character mm-hmm. is, but no one else does. Yeah, very confusing. We don't know. It could be, it could be a clone. We don't know. <laughs> we do know though that he's the cutest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> he's he's very cute. I love him. He's a puppet. We need to move on. <laughs> yeah, that was five. That was our five minute Baby Yoda break. Um, Welcome back. Welcome back to TBD. Yeah, well, well we're going to leave that in, but welcome back. Um, <laughs> tea talk done? Tea talk done. Tea talk done? <laughs> okay. Rich. Rich. Okay, rich. Rich, rich, rich. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought Emily was pounding her fist to say tea talk complete, but she was doing it <laughs> so I could intro you to say the topic. Perfect. Rich, we brought you on here so that you could talk to Emily and I about something, anything, whatever your heart desires. And we didn't. We don't know what it is until right now because you're about to tell us what your topic is. Please until this very is. moment, can I get a suggestion of a podcast topic? <laughs> um, actually, since you guys are both improv people, I am not really. Uh, I I thought my topic for this week um, would be something improv related, um, but it could also be expanded onto to any part of life. Um, I think uh, coming off the back line. And jumping into a scene is one of the more fascinating uh, mental transitions that you can make as a person, as a performer. Um, and so I guess my topic would be um, taking that first step. Okay. Specifically in improv or 
taking anything. the first step in life in, in life. anything any moment in anything we i can, like this wow yeah taking the first step i know it's a little like no. i don't know not uh not quite as set in stone as some oh, no, of we your like these best top. oh we okay. like these. no we we've got we have lots we uh i yes first of all we love these kind of topics anytime great. it's more pushing that pushing those bounds of theoretical or talking about stuff is great and also we've had we've had a couple of uh Every, the, like the biggest surprise we, we I think Emily and I would agree on the show mm. is that the topics people bring in are so unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've long, I, I've long stated, I thought when we started this podcast, everyone would just bring in stuff like their favorite movies, their favorite songs, their favorite TV shows, like random stuff like that. But then people come in with uh, the first step or nightmares was one of the, <laughs> which I, yeah. Uh, and it's great. We love it. Fascinating. So, you said you don't have much of an improv, improv background, but have you done improv? Uh, I've taken one class over at the Magnet. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Rick Andrews. Oh, that's who I had for I love level that one. Man. Whoop, whoop. Um, <laughs> there we go. Shout out. Um, yeah. And uh, one thing, um, I was I started taking improv because uh, I had a little bit of money allotted to me as an employee of MakerBot, which is the 3D printing mm-hmm. uh, company that that's over here in Brooklyn. Uh, and I wanted to improve my comfortability level, like public speaking and stuff like that. So they gave me $200. I put it towards like half of an improv class mm-hmm. um, and decided to take it. And I told myself that, you know, every class I would go to, I wouldn't be the person that goes last in anything. Because uh-huh. I knew if I waited past two people or past three people oh. to go up and do a scene, I would not do it. Oh, I know that well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I always thought that was just like such a fascinating mindset that I got myself into because I, uh, I, I really just had to throw myself into, in, into a scene at any point. Um, and, you know, that is something that you guys are significantly more uh, in, in tune with and um and as performers like i wanted to know like Mm -hmm. what moments outside of improv or inside of improv like have felt like that big first step and maybe there's some people listening that uh would would could use some encouragement to take that first step into doing something exciting Mm -hmm. um so in terms of improv when i first started doing improv i did not take the first step often um because i am not well i'm by nature very reserved um (laughs) What? You just said that like you were bragging. Like, you... I don't know. I don't mean um, to brag, but I don't talk very much. Yeah, I, <laughs> truly, sometimes I'm like, Emily, you talk more. Um, mixed results there. But <laughs> I, um, I now it's like fine and I can like s- start a scene, go into a scene. Oh, sure. Although I often do find myself, especially in classes when we're doing exercise, depending on my mood, I'm like, either I either have to go first or... I'll just sit here and be like, what? <laughs> um, and so I do try to go up in the beginning. Also, but I never like to go first because sometimes I don't fully listen to instructions. <laughs> and I'm like halfway through, she's explaining it or he ex- he's explaining. I'm like, oh, I don't know what we're doing. I should focus better. And then I'm like, well, I have to go second because I have no idea what this exercise is actually meant to be. <laughs> um, so I have, I have a weird, I have a weird like, addendum to that i also i don't like going first usually and i I honestly don't mind going last in that kind of thing it probably is a thing that used to give me nerves but now i'm like now i'm almost like well i'm last so i go last like it's like i have no choice but to go now um i think with improv in particular so if you have a say you have a suggestion 
um, of something to do your improv scene with. Uh, sometimes if you like, say you get like, say you're doing a series of scenes and each scene you get a new suggestion. Um, and so sometimes you hear the suggestion and you go like, I don't want to do a scene about an airplane or mm-hmm. about a newspaper or whatever the suggestion was. But if you go last and you get la- last suggestion, tough, you're doing a scene about whatever you just got a suggestion <laughs> about. Yeah. Uh, so I, I can appreciate the motivation and it's also why I'm a procrastinator in life. Uh, cause the motivation can help me. But, um, when it's an exercise like you were describing and you weren't listening to the instructions necessarily, <laughs> I, uh, as the, the addendum part to this is I also don't think other people, like I will often be listening to instructions, but either one don't think other people were. So I think it's mm-hmm. good if they see an example before me, uh, which is a very conceited thing for me to do. <laughs> Uh, or two, I don't think the teacher always explains things right. Because uh, like often you'll be doing an, an improv uh, thing like that, an exercise of some kind. And you see two people doing the scene and you kind of, they kind of are doing, they're doing it right as far as they've been explained. But then the teacher like interrupts and goes like, oh, well, actually I meant that. And, and like, I'm always like, and that doesn't, not that that happens every time I see an exercise. I would say I've experienced that situation. But often. enough times where I'm like, well, I'd rather let someone else fo- like deal with uh, the teacher like correcting their directions. And then I can go, you know, third or fourth or something and then everything will be great by then. Totally. I, I think, uh, at, at least for me, it was like, put yourself in uh, in the mix of something and make it work for you rather mm-hmm. than like, because if you're waiting, I, I think, at least in my brain, I will... Uh, wait for a perfect moment to yeah. jump in and there's literally no perfect moment yeah. to get in anywhere yeah that's why I, I want that perfect moment mm-hmm. <laughs> but then you just wait and then you get the moment that's not perfect and you're like well i'm doing it anyways yeah. <laughs> yeah. here i am and i do it's funny when you go last a lot and stuff or like you see the last people because they off, often is the same people that will go last because they'll mm-hmm. they're the kind of person who is trying to hang back mm. um or are they the most attentive listeners yeah. They really want to understand the exercise. I mean, I often go last because I'm not, I think here's like the weird, like I never want to go first, but I also, I don't mind going, I don't, I mean, I wouldn't mind going first. Like if I was called out to go first, I'd be like, okay, fine. I'll go first. Um, but you know, I'm fine going second, third, fourth. Like if you've got a whole bunch of people, but it seems like typically when you're in a group of people, they want two people to jump on the grenade to go first. <laughs> and then people are like anxious to be like second, third yes, and whatever. I agree yeah. with that. And then, so once that happens, I'm not, I'm like, whatever, I'll just hang back. Like, <laughs> so I'm not doing it out of fear. I'm just like, I don't feel like running out there. Cause it's like not important to me that I go right now. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, um, I often, cause I've been doing improv for a while now. I, I hate the feeling of no one going up. Like, like the awkwardness, like who yeah. wants to go up first? And I just like, can't handle it. So I will often go up first now because I'm like, I just, someone, I just can't handle this this there's like that that yeah. two second like period who's, who's gonna go of where everyone's just kind of like yeah. leaning forward it's like should i do it or are you gonna do it yeah yeah so i just oh like i can do it i just need this moment to be over yeah um what sort of comedy stuff or like show business stuff do you do uh right now i am on uh i'm on a sketch team that just went independent uh we were over at the pit and uh we're gonna con- keep doing monthly shows at the pit. And uh, I just found out a couple days ago that I'm going to be put on another pit house team. So I'm going to have two <laughs> sketch teams going uh, at once, which is uh, 
should be really fun. I'm excited for that challenge. You'll be writing and performing for both? Writing and performing for both, um, which I'm super pumped about um, because I had no performance chops, any Mm -hmm. acting chops whatsoever uh, before doing this. And I I still don't. Don't get me wrong. But but it's forced me to to really, really get out of my comfort zone. And that's uh, Mm -hmm. – one one thing I'm curious about from – uh, from this topic is how you guys got started with the podcast and how you decided to record your first episode, because that seems like a giant wall to get over. It's like, cause how many conversations did you have saying, Hey, we should really do a podcast. You notice that everyone's doing a podcast now. We should probably get in on that. We were the first everyone to do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I will say it took us a few months. We thought about like, we talked about it once over the summer and then, summer 2017 yeah and then we didn't start doing it until as you know from last week last week uh no uh like march 2018 um we recorded february of 2018 for a march release wow um and i'm not sure i think matt just said hey remember that podcast idea let's do it and i said okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah i um thank you emily for saying yes (laughs) to that uh request because i do feel like that was something that I was like, this is a good idea. <laughs> and a lot of like good ideas. You talk, I mean, people talk, people idly talk about things all the time. I actually, this is, I really like this topic because I feel like I've been getting in this mood lately. <laughs> uh, although I don't know, whatever I go through fits of like trying to take, take the first step of, of lots of things. Yeah. But when we were talking about this podcast, like, you know, I was thinking about it a lot and we had talked about it on a few like separate occasions. And we also, we knew that both of us liked, both tea and podcasts and did improv we were like and we knew we had friends we could have come on like you know it seemed like everything was possible and also i owned almost everything uh that we're using for the podcast prior to us recording so like that's perfect i there was not like a financial commitment uh or not much of a financial commitment beyond um what i had already spent money on in my life sure and so it was kind of like for context we're sitting in a giant recording studio right now in the heart of brooklyn yeah uh million dollar recording a month million dollars million dollar a month um yes it 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 does cost me a lot of money i think they (laughs) recorded dark side of the moon here they did yes yes and a couple of songs off of um the wall (laughs) and um uh but it was like one of those things where like I feel like people talk idly about good ideas and then they don't do them or they don't follow through. This is uh, so much of my life is is I uh, talking with people about good what I think are good ideas. Um and then just like I'll ask like follow-up questions or requests or whatever and then like people are like oh I don't think it's the right time or oh, I don't have time to do that right now. Mm-hmm. Things of that nature and Emily said yes about this podcast and I was like, you know, great, let's do it. <laughs> so we've we got a you know a few episodes in, and I I we've had an episode every week, which I also really like because it's like okay if you can commit to saying we're doing one every week, then you just do one every week, and then there that's like a thing you get to put out, a thing that you get to do at least at least that one time a week, and it, it's helpful to keep putting stuff out. It keeps uh, the the creative juices flowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, we so a couple of weeks ago we had a episode about sketch comedy and i think i maybe talked about this on that that like i for the longest time was trying to like get sketch indie sketch teams going and or i was on indie sketch teams that members would quit all the time and it was always so impossible it's so hard like improv is the easiest because like people would just like 
show up and do it yeah. or whatever. And then like sketch, like you don't once, need seven rehearsals for one show. Yeah. Once people realize there's like commitment and stuff to a thing, everyone like drops like flies for stuff. Like they're like, oh, I've got a job and I don't have enough free time and commuting is hard and memorizing lines is hard and all this <laughs> stuff. And I just, you know, so many ideas go by the wayside and it's, it's sad, but I'm glad that we got to do our podcast. Yeah, and so, absolutely. Yes. And, and going strong for so long now. Yeah. Almost two years. Yep. Um, to bring it back to you. Hmm. So what made you take the first step into doing like sketch stuff? That was, um, you switched paths, <laughs> I switched paths. Um, I realized, uh, while I was working a previous job, um, that I would, um, I would have ideas for like, cause I've always loved sketch. Like I, mm-hmm. I grew up watching SNL. My parents, uh, had their freshman year of college within the first season of SNL came out. So it was always just like so big for them. And it became just like, it it trickled down to me Mm -hmm. so easily. Um, And I knew it was like a form of comedy that I wanted to participate in. Um, And this is very recent that I just started doing this, like within the last year um, that I, that I started taking uh, these sketch classes with Matt uh, over at the magnet. Uh, yeah, and did we do them? It started in December last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 2018. Yeah, so it's just been like a little over a year. And that first class was my first like real uh, attempt into getting into comedy. Um, wow. And uh, I yeah. I was there for it. You were there for it. <laughs> now you... you're on two teams at the pit. <laughs> you, you've watched uh, you've watched me submit just awful, awful things <laughs> to a people to a group of people who had just worked nine hour days and then gone over to the magnet for a seven to ten PM class. If, if you ever make it, I've got I've got old sketches I can show the <laughs> press, I can leak out there. <laughs> I've got access to that Google Drive. <laughs> I'm gonna tell gonna, them to close that up right I'm now. I'm gonna go download those all before you get to the chance to do that. <laughs> no, you guys both have to stay here recording. <laughs> we just run out, there's like that sound effect of like whoop. <laughs> Why did hey he guys. say so it's just me now. Uh, I'd actually just send Fart City to. The- <laughs> I'd have to go ten feet over there to download these <laughs> if I really wanted to. Um, but yeah, there. I, I was just like, I, I wanted. Uh, I for the longest time, I've wanted to write comedy or perform mm-hmm. comedy or or anything like that. And I know so many people who are extremely talented actors and uh, and comedians and stuff like that. And you know, I always thought that I had to be like them, mm-hmm. like personality wise or like have to you know have had like a really extensive theater background or Mm -hmm. like been really into you know uh musical theater or something Mm -hmm. like that like really be into the act of performing yeah um and i i wasn't so i i just convinced myself for a really long time that i couldn't do this yeah you know um so i think and i don't really recall now that i think about it what the actual like final straw was for me Mm -hmm. to sign up for one of these classes um but I think it was just like I convinced myself to go and have fun and make mistakes in front of others mm-hmm. because that was a no stakes like world that we were in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could learn from someone who literally founded the Magnet Theater and mm-hmm. helped found UCB and um, wrote for Conan O'Brien at one point. And I could do that for, what, $350 for a class? That's mm-hmm. like nothing. Um, so I, I mainly went initially for the experience and mm-hmm. then saw how driven the people were in my class to do mm-hmm. more 
you know, they're, they're doing stand up. They're trying out for different sketch teams. Yeah. Um, they've been doing improv for years. They came to New York city to do comedy and stuff yeah. like that. He's talking about me on all those points. I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking specifically about Matt. Um, it was just the two of us in class. <laughs> but, but it's how he introduces himself. Hi, I've, I moved to New York to do comedy. I've been yeah. doing improv for years. That, that sounds about right. <laughs> and, and I think once you get surrounded by so much ambition and people who recognize opportunities that are out there beyond that because if you don't know that those opportunities are out there whatsoever yeah. it's just going to be like oh, okay i'm going to write eight sketches throughout the course of this class and then i'm going to stop yeah um and yeah i mean i haven't i, I haven't really auditioned for much i haven't uh um you know i i haven't really put myself out there in the way that a lot of uh, actors and comedians that mm-hmm. i know have um but it, it's been a really really fun start and uh thank god the um the team I'm on at the pit uh, decided to give me a chance, which Mm -hmm. was extremely unexpected for how green I was. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll plug them later, but uh, (laughs) you can mention their name. Um, It's, it's like butter. uh, And uh, yeah, I'll I'll give the breakdown. It's like butter. So what is it? Margarine? (laughs) (laughs) The team's name is margarine. Uh, I'm a comedian. (laughs) (laughs) I saw you guys at the sketch festival. Were you, you were there for that show? Yeah. Oh, very I cool. I saw your guys' little, like kind of a best of kind of thing, or like a yeah. mix of sketches. I helped produce that show. Yes. I'm, I'm happy you were there. I was there. <laughs> we did great. I think I was at, <laughs> I think I was the next night, or the next afternoon at Sketchfest. That's right, Souvenir did Were that, you yeah. Saturday night? Or afternoon Probably. or something? Yeah. And then I was Sunday afternoon at like two o'clock or something weird like that. <laughs> that was, I gotta be honest, I had a really, really great time. And uh, Joe Perra was there. A lot of really talented people were there. Um, we one thank, of the thank teams you. That he's we, talking about me again. <laughs> one of, we actually did. We performed with a with a group from Boston that came down from Boston. Oh yes, yes, yes. You've heard you had heard of them before. I, I, think. I had, um, or I knew like I think I knew like one or two people on that team. Um, there were a couple other Boston teams there as well that I some of them I knew better. Conspiracy, better, right? I don't remember. Oh. The teams are all, whatever team existed when I was in Boston are all gone. All those teams are dead. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think if there's any that are still there. Nope. I don't think so. Uh, well, no. Well, they fine. all moved here. Yeah. Well, true. Ambition. <laughs> a lot of people moved here and a lot of people moved to LA. They took that Ooh. first step. Um, <laughs> so this idea with sketch is interesting to me because I, I struggle to take the first step. Like I want to mm. do a uh, stand up, but I don't like take the first step to do it. Although... Matt and I did recently, although I don't know, like a month ago, did do a open mic Ooh. and it was very weird. Um, Which one? Did it was you go a to? weird open mic. It was a weird open mic. It was in a library. There was no what? real host. In like the kids section of a library. Yeah. What? And the host would just call closed, names out. Like, yeah. It was like, like after no, hours. Like, banter. That's wild. By the way, I, I want to try it. I'm going to flip this out in the universe. I want to try to host an open mic or two on the roof of my building. Hmm. Um, it would be awesome if you guys would would come and do stand up or improv or something like that. It's going to be over the summer. <laughs> right now, in the right winter, now we, we would give no, right now. Of, um, <laughs> all right, let's do it. Honestly, we'll add some fun, some flavor. I love it, and uh, it would be better than in a library. <laughs> I can't um, believe you picked a library and not like Eastville, which is extremely close to here. Um, well, I don't live extremely close to here. Fair enough. <laughs> I live in Bushwick, so because uh, we went was in like I was in like the East Village or something. Yeah. That's so wild. I think we were both in Manhattan anyway, so we yeah. just popped over to this other thing. That's yeah. so cool. Well, how did it go? Um, it was fine. Kind of, it's kind of a dead room. <laughs> um, well, it's, it's a library. library. Yeah, you got to be quiet. Um, 
it was fine. I, I've done stand up twice in my life. Okay. Oh, uh, that time, and then, like five years ago, in both times, I was like, a minute in, I'm like, I, it's this is too, it's too much. There's everyone's staring at me, and I have to get off the stage. Um, but it was fine. There's something very different about the stare, the eyes from the audience, yeah. when it's just <laughs> you compared to doing improv. Ugh. Even if you're doing solo improv, it's still somehow different. Yeah. I mean, I never look at the audience when I'm doing improv, yeah. but I'm constantly doing it if I'm doing stand-up. Very disconnected. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I cheat out, but even if, you, this may be something either of you could notice if you talk to me long enough, but I, and I'm doing it right now, is <laughs> I don't look people in the eyes very often. <laughs> I dart around, I stare off in the middle distance. Sometimes I look people in the eyes, I'm doing it to Rich right now, now I'm doing it to Emily, I'm not afraid of it, but I'm also very skilled. I'm afraid I'm, I'm going to call this a skill. Of, and maybe it comes from performing on stage. Maybe I, maybe stage has ruined me, where I'm like looking past people. So I am like cheating out towards the audience, which means uh, for the listener, when you sort of face the audience more than you would face your scene partner naturally. And I like coping with it by just like looking at nothingness. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I do on uh, uh, on stage too. You got to yeah. do it. I just look at nothing. Yeah. Uh, I also look dead in the eyes, <laughs> just looking all around. <laughs> I've never watched you do improv and think, oh my God, he looks dead inside. He looks dead inside. The comedian looks very ill. Um, although I will say when I'm doing improv, I'm good at, I am good at making the eye, I'd say I'm good at the eye contact if I need to communicate with the scene partner in that way. It's also very important is eye contact in improv. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also capable of not doing it. <laughs> like if I have to not look at anything. <laughs> I'm, my eyesight is always intentional. I'm never just staring at my feet. Like you'll see a lot of improvisers on said back line looking at their feet. I'm looking at people in their eyes, especially on that. Even on the back line, you got to make that eye contact. That's probably the only time I'm at, at all paying attention to the audience is if I'm in the back line because then I'm like looking forward enough. <laughs> you got to be looking um, at what's happening on the stage so you can yeah. tag in. Yeah. I'm always trying to inject myself. In there. <laughs> oh, I love a good tag, um, <laughs> which is not something I would have taken the first step to do when I started doing improv. There you go. Now Full I'm, circle. Now I'm like... So fun. That's why I, I like a Spokane or a Slacker for those improv heads out there because you can tag. Slacker. Slacker. You slacker. Are these different types of yeah, they're different, different forms? Type. Yeah. Okay. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I. Um, so, so Pitt, you have to perform and write the sketches. What was it like the first time you had to perform? Absolutely terrifying. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I enlisted uh, the help of a uh, friend on the team to help me just like, she's also like a terrific acting coach and she works with children. So like, you know, I'm, I'm the same. And you're, uh, you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same level of experience and, and probably emotional fragility at that point. Um, she basically just, I, I, there's no way she's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, say whatever you need to okay. say. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, she helped me so much from just being, just telling me to do the lines over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, that it like, it, it, it definitely changed something in my brain and it made it significantly easier for me to like get in the mindset to, mm-hmm. um, to remember, to remember those lines. It's, um, yeah, I don't know. It was like, uh, I think I really needed to just be like broken to get over that fear. 
which is uh, <laughs> definitely a way more dramatic way to say it than, you know, two people running lines for a ridiculous sketch yeah. in uh, in someone's living room. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of fear to that that first time. Yeah. Well, the first, I mean, some might say every time they get on stage, they're afraid as hell. Oh, I was very uh, much shaking when, uh, like, when, when we went on stage for the first time. And I was, I had the lead part of the very first sketch <laughs> of my first show. And uh, to the point where... <laughs> Our director had me uh, remain seated for almost the entirety of the sketch <laughs> because I was like I was making so many nervous hand gestures or moving yeah, around, tapping or your feet, tapping my feet, <laughs> yeah, um, swaying your hips. That's my go-to, <laughs> swaying my hips back to back and yeah. forth, or or hands on the hips or whatever, like just crossing like my arms, so so many uncrossing bad my habits. arms, <laughs> cross. No, I shouldn't have them cross. Uncross them quickly. <laughs> So he could have just like basically Hannibal lectured me in this, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, in this sketch. Um, but yeah, that was like, it took me just being scared shitless to, mm-hmm. uh, to get over that. And yeah. I guess that's probably the same for everyone. You just yeah. have to like really get through it and see that even when, even if you have negative feedback or even mm-hmm. if you look nervous or if it doesn't look good, like you just got to get over it because the world's not ending. Yeah. Because... 30 people saw you nervous in the sketch. <laughs> oh, you had 30 people there? Um, <laughs> Including the team. Emily uh, recently did her first sketch performance. I did. Oh, my God. That yeah. ringer, the Ringer the show that you were right. both part of. Oh, amazing. You did a great job. Oh, thank you. We were in Ringers together. I guess yep. that's a... There's a oh, show that's called Ringers. Promise. Rich and Emily were in it. Uh, I'm not going to take all the credit, but I maybe pushed Emily to do it a little bit. <laughs> you did send me the reminder. Yeah. And I was like, I the should links. do that. Because I told Matt I wanted to get into sketch acting. I thought I'd be good at it. and But I was like, I don't know how. Like, how do you just get into that? And Matt was like, oh, there's this thing. Sign up for it. And I think he sent it to me twice. I th- I believe I did. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, I think it was just like, uh, I think I knew the deadline was coming up. So I was like, hey, did you sign up for this yet? <laughs> the Google form of destiny. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I actually wasn't sure if I technically qualified. I guess. I mean, they said I did because I was in it. Um, I think I was like, I think you're good enough. <laughs> I um. That's the vote of confidence you need. Well, it's like, uh, <laughs> well, she was in classes, but it was like, there's a minimum class you're supposed you to, to be have been like in. finished oh. with level four, and I was in the middle of level four. So oh, I was like, I was like, that's probably good enough. Or you, or a writer, or like, you got to take the two classes yeah. as a writer, or at least be, I think it's at least have taken the first one or something like that. Wow. I technically could have been a director, but uh, you could have. I'm just gonna no. <laughs> oh I didn't. God. If you want that experience, go for it. I might next time. Um, I didn't. It did not fit in my schedule. Although I saw you guys' show, it's very good. Yeah, and uh, a lot of the directors were from the Magnet, like I, the House program. Uh, yes, three of them were from my sketch. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And at the rehearsal, I somehow sat next to all three of them, which was not planned. But I was like, oh my god, I know you guys. We had. Three and did they know you? No, they didn't know me. <laughs> three, three people from my team were directors, and one was a writer. Uh, yeah, so we had four people. <laughs> four out of eleven of us were all on this Ringer show. That was really fun. Yeah, um, but I do remember being backstage before my first like sketch, and I was like, "Okay, it's gonna be fine." And then once I like watching the video, I say the first line so fast, <laughs> and then after that, I'm like, "Fine." <laughs> Which Calm one, down. Which one is that one? The Are You a Cop? The first line I say, I'm like, why did I say that so fast? <laughs> yeah, speed speed is a fun, interesting thing when you're nervous and you don't realize how quickly you're going until like you like either watch a video or 
so, or you start like stumbling over your words because you're trying to go so fast that you're like saying words, you're m- mashing them together. <laughs> and when before the show, were you guys doing that thing where it's like you're just like sitting in a circle, like reading the lines back and forth to each other? Um, we didn't do it in a circle, but there were like I was standing next to people. It's like a nonchalant. We were in it, and we were. I was just like. I'm just going to say these lines to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he would say them back. I'm like, okay, we're good now. Yeah. Uh, well, you did a good job. It was great. Thank you. You it's all really, did great. Really good show. It's a fun Thank show. Thank you. Um, I liked your sketch. Oh, the thank Thanksgiving you. house one. Was, Thanksgiving scary holiday. It's very, very fun to write. So I scary. Re- really enjoyed that one. Um, I did Ringers as an actor a couple of years ago. I have not done it since. Maybe like two or three years ago. I don't know. That's how I got back into sketches. I did it. I used to do a lot of sketch and then I stopped hmm. doing it. And then I uh, performed in the sketch fest uh, in 2018. And that inspired me to take the class that we took together. And then the next class and then getting on a sketch team and et cetera until we get to today. <laughs> you took another first step. Yeah. I, yeah. I took the second first step. <laughs> <laughs> Which will be on our next so, uh, sequential podcast the yeah. sequel to this podcast yeah. <laughs> so, which we'll record person. on your we'll record on your roof perfect uh, in the winter um, uh, I will say I will say my advice with uh, getting out there is that I started doing comedy um, on stage when I was like 26 uh, I started doing stand-up comedy and I was like I felt so old <laughs> starting I feel like, you. I was like wow 26 what an old age just like I just ever <laughs> so many people were younger than me um people who were my age were like doing not like you know doing well for a comedian but like mm-hmm. doing better than I, w- I was like oh wow i should already like age-wise i should be where this person is but this is not an important thing to think about don't worry about how old you are just like jump in if i yeah. my advice to others because it was it'd be my advice to a younger self would be like start doing it sooner just do yeah. it sooner like whatever if you want to do it don't like procrastinate anymore take that first step uh that used to be that used to be my advice. And like whenever people talk to me about like wanting to do a thing, especially if it's comedy related, I'm like, well then just do it. Or I'll be like, well then take the class or uh, just go to open mic. Like I'm very flippant about just do it. Sure. (laughs) Um, Because it's easier said than than done. uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, it took me (laughs) probably a couple more years. I mean, I, for a long time, I didn't even realize it was a thing that was possible. And then once I found out it was possible, I like did want to jump right in, but man, just get on just get on whatever you want to get on like do it yeah. <laughs> give it a try it's also really helpful to watch people with the same like uh the same or just slightly above your level of experience fail in front of you um oh. like mm-hmm. going to an open mic and watching someone just bomb for five minutes is extremely it's what a load off and i know that's like it, it sounds kind of mean and a little like schadenfreude uh, there's elements of that to it but like it really makes everything it brings it down to a much more human level i think yeah yeah for sure for sure um i i've definitely watched a lot of people that i well, i still admire them but <laughs> watching them fail and i was like oh that makes me feel good yeah. like it does i mean and, they're human yeah, again it's not yeah it's not in an insulting way it's like oh it, it yeah it helps to see that not everything has to be perfect in yeah. order for you to be good at something or to want to be good at something. Like the worst advice that you could, or the, like the worst thing you could do for your own uh, ego or your own like uh, mental preparedness for starting comedy would be like watching an hour and 30 minute Bill Burr special where he's just like yeah. rattling off jokes nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. I used to compare 
Well, I, st- I know I'm not used to. I still compare myself to things. Like I'm like, oh, I'll never be as good as that thing. But yeah. maybe someday. Maybe someday. Uh, we're getting to the end of this uh, oh, yeah. podcast. Uh, Rich, do you have anything about taking the first step? Or Emily, that we want to get out before we're done? Or do we feel like we have uh, covered our bases? Um, I feel like I should be better at it. <laughs> I feel like I should take more first steps into things I want to do. Take those first steps. Take those first steps in my old age now. Yeah, now you're 30. Now I'm 30. New decade for you and for society. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I definitely think I need to take some second first steps again. Um, I, I started doing open mics for stand-up when I, wanted, when I realized that I was going to have to perform in the pit. Mm-hmm. I was like, I need to scare the hell out of myself right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've, I've been aching to get back into stand-up. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's so many things that I tell myself I need to do and I think I just need to suck at everything first. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's the best advice. That's the, that's the one thing I could get off my chest. Uh, it's that fail early and fail often. Yes. Everyone sucks to start. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Uh, unless you're a natural talent, but whatever. Um, (laughs) we don't have to talk about those, those people. Oh God. Um, all right. Well, Rich, thank you for coming on and bringing yeah. that wonderful topic. Um, we, uh, what? Do we have some plugs? Yes, that's what I was going to ask. What are some plugs, any? you guys? I don't have any. That's why I'm asking. Emily's, da- Emily's plugs. plugging. No plugs. Go ahead and plug, Rich. Okay. Uh, whatever you want. Uh, so uh, my sketch team over at the, the Pit, the People's Improv Theater, for those of you who don't live in the greater New York area. Um, <laughs> or just don't know the names of all the or, improv theaters. Um is like butter we're doing our very first independent show uh on the 31st at 7 p.m uh we just graduated from being a house team and uh since i am so new to that team they i got scooped up by another house team over the pit it's called church social um i don't know when our first show is going to be but stay tuned it's gonna be fun there you go go to the the pit nyc pit the pit dash nyc.com i do the, think there's the, a they can do their the own dash advertising pit, uh, yeah. <laughs> i Sponsor. bet if you google <laughs> yeah. pit in my pit theater nyc you're gonna figure out what yeah, you want to know get it. just google margarine and they'll <laughs> they'll come up what do i have to plug well we mentioned my sketch team souvenir a couple of times well guess what we have our very last show tonight <laughs> uh as in thursday the 9th of uh january uh yeah it's our it's our best of it's a best of show uh, all of our best sketches so if you happen to be listening to this the day it comes out (laughs) come see us at the magnet theater at 8 30 um they're so good you guys go watch it go come see it i wrote a sketch uh (laughs) it's funny (laughs) it's about living it's about living in new york um and then uh speaking of taking that first step (laughs) I have a vlog now, yeah. <laughs> video blog, video log, video log, I guess is what it's Do short it. for, uh, which was literally uh, taking the first step. I was like, I didn't know. I would like, I don't know how to make a vlog. Well, and it was, I'd been sort of thinking about it, thinking about different videos, different stuff, kind of pressing a little bit, although not very long. And I was like, oh, fuck it. Uh, let's just record a video. <laughs> and I did it like one in the morning uh, this past um monday night technically tuesday morning <laughs> and i just like shot it took like four minutes five well it took me to film it about 20 minutes because i did a few takes <laughs> but uh eventually i figured out that i did a good enough one <laughs> to save and edit and i'll be putting those out every 
I hope every Tuesday will be a vlog entry. And then I hope to have a second post most weeks that are either like a new sketch, like a, like a fully edited sketch or one of my souvenir sketches, like uh, taking one of the live performances to post up. I have two more of those to post. So check out my YouTube channel. Amazing. Search Matt Armando on YouTube, I guess. Or just in Google. Or in sure. Google. Yeah, you go to mattarmando.com. The links are there. <laughs> there we go. That's, That's my, my home page. Yeah, good. That's I'm your glad, homepage? Mm-hmm. I'm glad you Great. said it that way. I updated it uh, every six months, <laughs> so <laughs> good luck. Uh, I guess, you know, that's why maybe why I should put like a, just a Google search at the top of my website and then it like points into Google <laughs> so then people can make it their homepage. Perfect. This is a good idea. Um, <laughs> we don't have anything else, do we? <laughs> is that the funniest joke of the whole episode? <laughs> no, I just can't. Just your face as my homepage just made me laugh. Yeah, it's just like him with a giant grin, and yeah. that's the little white bar that you search Google on. <laughs> I think my headshot, am I smiling? I don't know if there's teeth in my headshot. I don't know. Um, well, there's going to be now. There's going to be now. <laughs> that's where the Google search bar is going. Okay. Thank you, Rich, for being here. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Emily, for saying yes to when I asked if you want to do a podcast. <laughs> Matt, thank you for asking. <laughs> Rich, thank you for uh, saying yes when I asked you to be on this podcast. This is my first step and, into recording a podcast. And yes, you told me, I've never done, you said, I have no podcasting experience. Is that okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> We've had about nine, uh, well, no, uh, we haven't had 90 guests, but most, I'd say most of our guests have never been on a podcast before. Wow. Um, you did great. Thank you. You got a voice for the first of many. You got a face for radio. <laughs> uh, uh, I have like dad jokes today. I feel like. <laughs> big dad energy. Big dad energy. I almost said something about you. No, when you were doing the Sudoku puzzles earlier, I was like, "Wow, da- total dad move." <laughs> yeah, I I I love doing Sudoku. Anyways, <laughs> catch me on that subway. I'm often doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I think that's it. Right, we done. I think we're good. Well, this is. I've been Matt Armando. Is that how this goes? I've been Matt Armando. I am Emily Riggins. And this has been TBD. And it has been (laughs) with Matt and Emily. Oh, God. All right. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) Bye.